Thrive Sweet Productions. It's February 11th, and on this day in 1990, it was one of the biggest upsets in sports history, if not the biggest, as Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. The fight was held in Tokyo. Tyson was an undefeated 37-0 and the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Not only had he not lost a fight, he had never been knocked down. He became the heavyweight champ two years earlier after knocking out Michael Spinks in 91 seconds in the once-and-for-all fight. In the fight prior to this one, he had knocked out Carl the Truth Williams in 93 seconds. People were not lasting long in the ring with Tyson, and everybody was expecting another first-round knockout for Tyson. The fight against Douglas was supposed to be a tune-up for an anticipated meetup with Evander Holyfield, who had just bumped up to the heavyweight class and had a ringside seat for this fight. And by at least one account, Tyson was looking past Douglas. Singer Bobby Brown included a story in his biography about partying with Tyson the night before, which rolled over into the morning of the fight. At one point, Brown even reminded Tyson that he had a fight later that night and, you know, maybe he should get some sleep. Tyson apparently responded with, This dude's an amateur. I could beat him if I didn't sleep for five weeks. Vegas was not even touching this fight. Only one casino put odds on it with Douglas listed as a 42-1 to underdog. But Buster was a worthy challenger. He was in the top 10 of heavyweight challengers at this point. He entered the fight with a respectable 29-4 record with 19 of those wins coming by knockout. He had 6 inches in height on Tyson and had the reach advantage by 12 inches. Douglas showed some punch early connecting with jabs enough to swell Tyson's eye by the sixth round. In the eighth, though, it looked like Tyson had ceased toying with the mouse and moved in for the kill, landing a right uppercut that stunned Douglas and sent him to the mat. Buster only managed to get to his feet after a nine count and then was saved by the bell to end the round to allow him to regroup and remember where he was. But there was some controversy. Referee Octavio Myron's count was slow. Now, it is a 10 count, not exactly a 10 second count, but it should be more like 10 seconds. Instead, Myron's count to 9 took 13 seconds, with Douglas just beating the count to 10. Coming out of their corners to start the 10th round, Douglas took advantage of what looked like a tired Tyson, landing a series of jabs, and then he stung him with an uppercut. And that opened him up, and Douglas pounced with a four-punch combination that sent Tyson to the mat. It was the first time in his career that Iron Mike found himself down on the canvas. He was visibly hurt, and he tried to stagger to his feet in time to beat the count. But it was a split second too late. Buster Douglas had shocked the world, and not just the boxing world. He shocked the entire world with his 10th round knockout of Tyson. However, Tyson's promoter, Don King, immediately protested the fight, pointing to the long count that Myron had given Douglas in the eighth. The WBA and the WBC both agreed that the count was extended, but the public outcry in support of Douglas's win grew louder. The protest was withdrawn, and Douglas's victory became official four days later. 
Douglas's career did not last much longer, however. His next fight as the undisputed heavyweight champ was against Evander Holyfield, who knocked Douglas out in the third. Douglas retired after that fight. A long-rumored rematch with Tyson never materialized, and they never met again in the ring. Also on this day, in 1982, the deal to bring Ozzie Smith to St. Louis and send Gary Templeton to San Diego was finally finalized. It took 62 days to complete the deal. The deal was actually started at the winter meetings back in December. Smith's no-trade clause was the big sticking point to the deal. Once it was waived, an arbitrator came in and decided Ozzie's salary for his 1982 season would be $450,000. And that turned out to be a huge bargain for the Cardinals. Smith was magical in the field. He was the Wizard of Oz, of course. And the Cards went on to beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the World Series that year with some timely hits by Ozzy. He also won his third Gold Glove Award for his defensive play. And the Cards made sure to lock Ozzy up to a longer and more lucrative contract after the season was over. And in 1988, Dave Tiger Williams was released by the Hartford Whalers. If you know Dave Williams, you either got punched in the face by him or knew somebody who did because Williams holds the NHL record for the most penalty minutes of any player to ever skate in the National Hockey League. Excluding the playoffs, Williams spent 3,971 minutes in the penalty box in his 14-year career. Dale Hunter is in second place on that list, and he had 400 less minutes in 450 more games. That's all for today. And hey, if you're having as much fun listening to these as I am putting them together, how about leaving a five-star review and a comment? You know, just like milkshakes bring the boys to the yard, comments bring more people to the podcast or something like that. Either way, a review and a comment would be greatly appreciated. And I'll have more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.